Hello, welcome to Agents of Sigmar. Just two dads trying to rekindle our childhoods in gaming in the best way we know how, with bad jokes and fun games. Join us in our journey as we talk about tabletop games, board games and card games, all through the eyes of a casual and time-starved parent player. If you enjoy this podcast, please do check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you really appreciate our work, do visit Patreon to support us further. You'll find links to all these in the show notes. Wherever you find our content, please do like, subscribe, retweet, ring those bells and leave us those five-star reviews. We do so crave your approval. With all that begging out of the way, let's crash on. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. How are we it all? does it every time. Did every I do time it again? You, you go say something. Yeah, every time. <laughs> but I, I, don't, well, I, think, I forget about it until, until the next time. So I, I suddenly I did it and I thought, oh, I bet I've done that thing again. But I don't even know what it is I'm doing. I don't, know, I don't know either. I think it's just because it's Discord and it's right, just okay. the fact the audio is only so, you know, it's only so good in Discord, so there's only so much we can do about it. But right. we record it for the podcast in better quality, so, you know, that's, that's where it counts. Okay, so uh, I know I normally cut that bit out anyway. So, hello everybody listening on the podcast later, and welcome to everybody listening live. Sterling Northam, hello, the silent partner routine. What does that mean? Yes. It's, is one of us quiet, or is, is it just? Uh, I think it's because because when you come in and you say hello and it doesn't do anything, it's just you go. Oh, I see, I see, I just see. Just silent. I see. Yeah, well, I think that's probably how Pete prefers it. Actually, not being able to high high but low sounds. Biffo says. Hmm. If only I knew what that meant. That's profound. <laughs> that's profound. Biffo, nineteen sixty. Uh, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. the audio on this because we're recording it for the podcast. The audio on our live stream on YouTube isn't as good as our you know our podcast will be but hopefully yeah. it'll be good enough for the live but you do get to interact live and you know you do, get you mentioned do. on the podcast for the literally tens of people who listen to it tens and tens and yeah. possibly yeah it's probably better actually but I would say mind. tens even tens might be the duration um we we haven't done one of these for a while for, due to holidays and um other things yeah, you've been I've a realized poorly, that I, I've, a bit poorly. I flashed. I realized I flashed our <laughs> names up. Podcasters can't see, but we're sitting <laughs> in the wrong position, so it's got the wrong names there. I need to. I'll have to do something about that, but not oh, for now. Robin, the handsome one. Never mind. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you decide who is who. <laughs> the dynamic duo are back in action. We're, we're here. We're here. We haven't been on YouTube on the YouTubes for quite a while. Because we we, we, I don't know if our numbers are really different. We do already have 10 people on here, whereas wow, we would probably maybe get 10 in, in total yeah. on Twitch. So, you know, maybe Ross YouTube is well. where our people's is at. Yeah, I think, I think, I think the, switch to, the switch to Twitch was probably a bit of a stitch up uh, for us. Yeah. We're, so we're back on YouTube and on the podcast, so we won't keep talking to, to you YouTubers, but we will keep talking. We won't go on about YouTube too much, because podcasters don't care about that. Um, so we're back for a while. You've been poorly, Pete. Are you back, are you back fighting fit now? Sort of. I'm like eighty okay. percent fighting. It's, it won't go away. Right. Okay. But yeah, um, never mind. But we have been doing some live stuff. Uh, we, you, we met up last Thursday. We played on Undaunted, the excellent Undaunted, um, and yeah. we also played Cascadia, which I think is a really great board game. I don't know how well it translated into a visual experience, but uh, it, it, it's a really great board game, uh, which I'm actually going to lend you, Pete, while I go off on my holidays. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, well, looking forward to playing that. I, I, I enjoyed it when we played it, and hopefully people enjoy watching us play it as well. So. Yeah, I think it's a cracking little game. So check that out if you haven't already. Um, it's the in our live stream feed. You can see Cascadia, yep. which did just win the Spiele de Desiara. I don't know how to pronounce it, um, but uh, the, the player of games or something. Uh, the game of the year, uh, the German game of the year. So, uh, which is the big event, big award. So, really pleased to have played that. We also we, we played a bit of Undaunted, which I've already said. And we've uh, since we last spoke on the live chat or the podcast, we've done oh two hundred hours. Another World War Two game um, that uh, so Undaunted and and O two hundred hours are uh, World War Two games. The uh, O two hundred hours is a skirmish miniatures game, and uh, Undaunted, if you haven't played it or seen it, is it from Osprey Games. It's a clever little deck building mechanic with with tokens, and it's a really nice a nice uh, game. I'd actually love to see some sort of hybrid Undaunted at O two hundred hours with miniatures and and deck building. That would be that'd be pretty sweet. On hexes, Pete. On yeah. hexes. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, worth so pointing out actually that, that we're back on the stream. We're back on YouTube, but we've changed the stream a little bit. We're now this is the the shiny games roundup. Yes. Which is kind of it's not just about games, but that's part of it. Yes. Yeah, so we uh, we were trying to think about what are we about, what do we like. Uh, what do we play um, and it tends to be we like whatever the shiniest thing that catches our attention at any um, yep. any one time <laughs> so we've called it the shiny games roundup in which we talk about all the stuff that we um, are interested in and have seen and, and are very excited about and we'll probably have forgotten about by next week but we're going to try and also not do that anymore and try and focus on a, on a few things but inevitably we will be distracted because particularly me yeah. I've got very very short attention span <laughs> it's just the nature of it I think it's just the nature of the hobby it's it's one of those things I, I feel people tend to go one of two ways with it they either focus on like one thing like 40k or a particular army or a particular game like Warcraft saying like, it's their jam and that's it and that's all they care about in the world mm. or you're at the other end of the scale a bit like us for the most part it's just like anything shiny Oh, yeah. What's that? I'll pick that up. Yeah, I think basically, I think I think we should. I think we might do a whole new, a whole podcast evening to it, devoted to that kind of new versus old thing. But uh, mm. yeah, anything anything shine is excited. So I've suddenly decided that I must absolutely must have the um, Lion Rampant rulebook, which has just come out from Osprey Games, uh, which is historical warband skirmish sized games. I must have it, so I bought it. And, you know, I'm gonna probably order some miniatures that I might paint and I even might play one day. But that's just that's just hobby life. As Sterling Northam says, he thought we were all the same way. Um, James Powditch, hi James. Uh, he says he's looking forward to Undaunted Stalingrad. Uh, me too, I think. Although it's a hefty, got a hefty price tag, but it looked pretty cool. I don't know if you saw Pete. Some of the Gen Con Osprey were at Gen Con and they were showing off bits of it. Um, yeah. And um, it looked pretty cool. It's a and bigger box. A, it's a much bigger yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, because it's about it's about not quite three times the price, but it's it's getting towards three times the price. But I I've also just ha- I listened to the Le- the rest is history podcast, and they have just done an episode on Stalingrad, and there was this place mm-hmm. called Pavlov Pavlov's oh, I forgot what it's called now. Uh, Pavlov's a, Pavlov's house. Yeah, Pavlov's house. I think, and it's right like in the centre of Stalingrad, and was used as a sort of strategic point, and that. Was, I was learning all about that, although I can't even remember its course. I didn't learn that much. Um, and, <laughs> uh, it, but it was, and there, there was a picture of it on the board on, on Stalingrad um, 
on, on the Stalingrad game. So I'm, I'm actually quite quite keen to get hold of that. I'm, I'm going to sneak out a little request to Osprey and see whether we can we can team up to do some stuff. Um, I don't not sure we're big enough to, to attract their attention, but you never know. So we'll see. You never you never know. No. I loved reading about Stalingrad and that kind of stuff all really interests me and Pavlov's house it was just insane to read about it how you know the Germans spent so long trying to capture that position and so few Russians held out for so long and caused yeah. so much damage to the German army throughout the whole of that siege it's just I mean, I think I read something about at one point in between all the, in the during the ceasefires they had to go up and push all the bodies away because there were just so many bodies piled up they couldn't see anything anymore to be able to shoot people. It's like that's just crazy. I haven't actually read much about Stalingrad. So I knew this this podcast episode. If you if you're interested in it, Pete, I recommend you listen to it. But I, I yeah, it was an eye opener for me. It's just crazy. It just it's just so un unreal in some respects. But yeah, it's fantastic. I am looking forward to that, and uh, I I'm keen to see what what makes it cost that much money, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be more scenarios, more more boards, uh, maybe maybe yeah. a little house. <laughs> I hope um, there'll be tanks or something like that. I don't know. No, that'd be quite cool. That'd be quite cool. So, so yeah, siege so weapons. What? Yeah, what else have we been doing in this shiny world in which we live? Um, as I said, we've moved to live stream games, so let us know what you think about that. It's a bit of a departure for us. I think Pete, after all these years, perhaps was getting a little bit fed up of, 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 of doing so much editing. Um, but, but this way, I think we can bring more games in a more immediate way to you. Um, yeah. I think I, I don't think people like watching them as much, but I'd love to know. I'd love to know what you all guys think, whether you want to see more games and all, all that kind of stuff. So do do let us know what you think of them. Do let us know if we can improve them. Pete has a few whizzy ideas to kind of liven up the um, liven up the streets. Pete, I don't know if you've got any you can demonstrate with there that might, might give an example. Um, well, the, some things for when we're playing live. There's uh, there's yeah. some blood splatters like this. Just blood splatter over the screen for when we get things killed. Um, a lot of it's just uh, just popping up, begging letters, asking people to to uh, subscribe and support us and check out things. So do check those out if you if you're enjoying what you see and <laughs> if you want to support all that kind of stuff. We do exist. Sorry, we do. If you want to support us, we do exist on Patreon, and you can for all the t-shirts and all sorts of things. Like and that. Teespring, yeah. yeah. And there is Agents <laughs> Con 22. Ta-da! Whoa! quite excited about this yet also slightly terrified and also have done absolutely f all about it uh it's all it's all mainly <laughs> pete and uh aaron from will and games who've been doing the organizing i've just been doing that. oh yeah that sounds like a good idea um so agents con <laughs> 2022 is in market harbour on the 24th of september we've got a limited number of tickets available uh, for a fiver each or they're free if you sign up to our patreon even at the two dollar level so if you're really sneaky, you could sign up for our Patreon uh, for $2 and then, and then leave, or £2, I should say, and then leave. But don't do that. Stay in and, and come and join the Discord and all the other stuff that we get on behind the scenes. Um, I do appreciate that probably paying a gas bill is probably more important than, than supporting us. But you know, do feel free if you wish. Uh, although yeah, we do have a lot of heartwarming jokes and such like on the Discord, so maybe that'll keep you all during the winter months. Quite possibly not. But I digress. AgentsCon 2022. Market Harbour, what are we going to have there, Pete? It's going to be loads of stuff. I think there's about 16 people are going to be going so far, including us. Um, there's going to be loads of stuff because uh, Aaron from Will and Games, they're going to be bringing some stuff. So there'll be there'll be a Moonstone table, there'll be a Marvel Crisis Protocol table. Uh, obviously, some people might turn up with some Underworlds. There'll be Blitz Bowl, there'll be... Um, 
Bladeborne, we're going to bring Fireteam, various other games like that. People are bringing stuff, so other people are bringing their copies of Blitzbowl and stuff like that. We've got a father-son combo will be coming along. Uh, Andrew and his dad are going to be turning up, which will be great fun. Um, Zach Matthews, just put in the comments, he's got his ticket. So excellent. excellent. Be seeing you there, Zach. Looking forward to that. And yeah, it's just going to be loads of board games, loads of people hopefully just having a bit of a laugh playing some stuff. And I think... Um, Anonymous Jeff said he was bringing some games that you were looking forward to as well. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely bringing some Moonstone stuff, but he is going to bring Colt Express uh, to play, which apparently I think plays quite a lot. And uh, well, Zach says Aeronautica. Well, uh, Aeronautica, Aeronautica expert uh, John Grant isn't isn't coming up till later because he's got to do some work or something. Uh, but yeah, yeah he says I will arrive right after work. <laughs> so well, we could probably bring we, more, uh, we could bring in some Aeronautica. Yeah, I mean, we've got some stuff painted up, haven't we? We've got the Necrons and the Orcs yeah. and yeah. some other bits. We could bring them and set them up it. on the table. <laughs> I can't remember really that, but, but, but we, have, we can bring the stuff. Uh, I really, really, really want to play with Andrew a, a, a board game. I'm really into board games at the moment, more, more than tabletop games, I must confess. Uh, but he has gone on, not gone on, that sounds a bit. Uh, he has talked and talked up and says it's amazing. Uh, the Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition, I think it's called. It's like the card game version of Terraforming Mars. I really want to play that with him. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, really looking forward to that. It's going to be great fun. There's lots of places to get food stuff around there as well, so there's no pressure on, you know, having to go out at certain times because we're not doing any kind of really high, high maintenance uh, event type stuff. We're not doing a big tournament or anything like that deliberately because we are filthy casuals. So we want to have a filthy casual day. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'd be happy just to sit and talk. <laughs> but um, we will play games too. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so because um, I, I said I've been enjoying board games, I've been playing loads. My kids suddenly, after years and years of me saying, Do you want to play a board game? They go, No, no. Oh, oh, and suddenly, oh, we've, been, we've been playing two or three board games a day. So um, I've been playing Marble, Dice Throne, Cascadia with them, Seven Wonders we just bought. Um, uh, I haven't played them. Played oh, the I like Seven Wonders. Didn't we play that? with our old board game group we did yeah and I bought Seven Wonders Architects which is like a slightly cut down version of it which I can I can lend to you actually if you like um, to see whether the kids would enjoy it and they really did and then it's it's on in it's on sale in game at the moment they've got 20% off I picked it up for £27 or something crazy so I bought Seven Wonders and they really enjoy it even, the, even my 10 year old really enjoys it um, and we've got a new game called Space Base which we played today learned today the first time, which is a bit like Machikoro, if you've ever played that. Uh, nope. And um, yeah, so we've been playing all the games, all the games. Nice. Did you release and, any videos uh, since the last? Uh, we uh, the Battle Masters Four came out, so we Battle released Masters that one. This finale, finale will be coming out this weekend. Coming hopefully. Yep. All and done then and dusted then. There's been various 0200 hours videos. I think we had a playthrough on the live stream, and I've done an unboxing. And I don't think you've released the uh, last one yet, have you? You've got one more. No, one we more haven't released come. the Our Thoughts video. Maybe try and get yeah. that on Friday or something like that. Cool, cool. It's good. Friday's a good day for a thought. Um, coming up, excitingly, we're back to our roots on Thursday, yep. uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday this week. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. We're, we're playing Underworld live tomorrow. So you can see me... That's Wednesday the 10th for anybody listening on the podcast. Yes, that's true. Yeah, probably already gone. <laughs> probably already happened. There's a podcast, might not get out because I'm busy tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, but you'll be able to go and watch the live stream after the fact. So we're going to play, I think we're playing uh, um, Wild Hunt 
versus, I can't remember who you're going to bring. I'm probably going to bring Skittershanks Claw Pack because oh. it's Skaven and that's, I've got to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I'm going to bring one of the rivals decks from the White Dwarf um, and you're just playing, are you playing the standard? I'll probably, yeah, I think I'm just going to play the standard deck. rivals because we're, yeah. we're definitely more rivals players these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else have we got coming? I think we've definitely got some Moonstone coming. Uh, you've got the Battlemasters finale you're going to release, you just said. And yeah. uh, I'm going to try and tempt Pete on our Tuesday night board game. So alternate Tuesdays, hopefully, in between the podcast episode recording these live chats, we're going to do some board games. I'm going to try and tempt Pete to play, Pete to play Marvel Dice Throw and any other games I can find uh, that I like the look of. Uh, I'm trying to do a Marvel Dice Throne is coming and like I say some Warhammer Underworlds and then probably some Middle Earth um, somewhere somewhere in our future <laughs> yeah yeah we've got I've got goblins I've painted I've mostly finished the goblins I need to base them so I've got some goblins there to go and I did the wild riders so maybe we need to do like a triple warband threat match type thing have three warbands each or something what like in a campaign or a, a whole game that's true yeah, just just all in one, like War. three each type thing. Oh my! I was sure my brain kept that. <laughs> I just I just know what we're like with campaigns. We're rubbish with campaigns. Oh, yeah, all the oh, yeah, bits yeah. in between. So, like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind certainly trying two. Three just might blow my yeah. my tiny mind. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> James um, Powditch asks, "Are we going to pick up the new Witch Hunters for Underworlds?" I mean, maybe. I couldn't possibly comment on whether after our live stream tomorrow, Pete and I are going to play a game of Hexbanes versus something. Um, we might we'll have to wait and see. And, if there um, is, then that would that would possibly be coming out yeah. on Saturday morning at ten o'clock or whenever the, yeah. uh, whenever the, the normal the sort of cut off is. Yeah. I may or may not have been furiously painting the hex planes this week in, in between board gaming and wrangling the children. Um, so uh, yes, yes, we we are. In short, <laughs> short answer to that question, yes, <laughs> we will have yes. a copy of the hex planes uh, to enjoy. Um, yeah, hopefully people enjoy that game. It will be recorded live again, so that we can have it recorded and ready to put out Saturday morning. So hopefully people enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Question is, what what should we play against the Hexbane in that matchup? That's the question. Ooh, I was thinking maybe the question. Orcs, maybe the Cunning Crew, maybe or something like that. Cunning Crew. I just assumed you were going to play Skaven. I just, I assume you just switched to default mode. <laughs> and we just played well, if you're turning up. Well, we've, what are we playing? Yeah. Well, this game's a World War Two game. Uh, I'm playing the Americans, <laughs> and you're playing the Skaven. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they go in everything. To be honest. <laughs> war machines in the house. Hello, war machine. Hello, and, war uh, machine. Oh, and the only the only other thing that possibly might come along in the nearest future. Oh, that's right, vampires. We were going to play the Crimson Court versus Hexbane. Ah, we would do. Yes, that's what we're going to do. It was a proper. Yeah. Yeah. Which hunter? A proper sort of. Yeah, yeah, witch hunter. Um, although it's not witches, is it? I mean, technically, I should play the witch elves because they're witches. They're more witches than the vampires. But we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, the classic got, Van Helsing matchup. They've all got stakes. That's true. Bay, haven't they? So I think I think the vampire. It's got to be the vampires. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Be, it's got to be the vampires. I reckon. Um, and the only other thing we were talking about mildly earlier, or I think I might have been talking about more, was whether we um, get a bunch of. Uh, all the different sort of tabletop games like the um, Warhammer Fantasy, uh, Ninth Age, um, Oathmark, Oath, is it Oathmark? Oathmark, um, yeah. All those Nine. kind of games. Yeah. Get, 
get a couple of small forces, you could get your Empire Bretonians together for a small force. I could get either the Skaven or something like that out of storage, and then try a game of each thing, and then do a like comparison between all to see which ones we think are better, basically. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, definitely sounds like the sort of thing we would talk about doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say we'd necessarily go any further than that, uh, but I definitely let's, want to let's try know. out some different let's games. Let's know. Yeah, let us know in the comments if you'd like to see something like that. Because we would think about there's the one-page rules. There's various yeah. other systems out there. Well, everybody chucked them out. There's some, somebody chucked us various different Battlemaster systems out last week, didn't they, as well? Oh, there's Battle Lore, I think it was called, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so we've got to check those out. Uh, and there's a bit of music so, yeah. out that later. But we'll, we're not about Battle Lore, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. And then just finishing off our week, you were talking about your painting. I've been, I've been painting the vampire, uh, the vampire hunters, uh, the witch hunters, uh, and um, I haven't done much else because I've, I've been busy. But I've been trying to up my basing game. Having looked at Tom on our Patreon and John, who's in tonight on our Patreon, their, their basing was just like I don't know, much much better than mine. I've been trying to improve my basing. Uh, getting basing materials and all that kind of stuff. And basically, it's like learning to paint again. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like, oh, well, that looks rubbish. I'm glad I got lots of glue and stuck, in, <laughs> stuck myself together and, you know, spent money on this and, and, and it looks god-awful. I'm really glad about that. So that's a learning curve that I'm going through and it's very painful. Um, the hex bays, luckily, have their own lovely bases, so I haven't had to do it. <laughs> I think Underworld's really spoiled us with that kind of thing because for ages all the models we got the bases were pre-formed so we didn't have to base them at all and I've definitely got lazy with doing like the um, the Moonstone ones I don't know if anybody can sort of see that at home the Moonstone troll that I've done is just I've just got some of the um, what's it called the GW paint the yeah, Sterling yeah. Battlemar or whatever it is which is just mud and just slapped a load of that on and that's pretty much my go-to basing now these days I've been trying to make tufts I don't know why I'm trying to do that but that's what I've been trying to do uh, it's just I think it looks good if you can get it right it looks really good yeah that's the key <laughs> the getting it right bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> but never mind but yeah so it's so a learning curve so, so where, where I'm, I'm basically with my basing as I was with my painting about five years ago so, so we'll see how we go we'll see how we go um, yeah, so moving on, we normally at this point do a little community shout out. Um, yep. So you've got one, Pete, I think, about the Crit World app. Yeah, yeah, I've got two actually. One other one just come to mind there. Uh, James Powder said, Geek Gaming Scenic has some great basing products. Yeah, and I found some, uh, I think somebody on our Patreon mentioned another one, and they did lots of different basing materials and things like muddy water and things like that. So I need to check them out as well. I can't remember what they were called now, though. I did save a bunch in my Amazon wish list though, so I'll have to check those out. But, yeah, um, I did. Yes. I did buy. I think I bought some geek gaming gaming Scenics, actually, and they're the things that I've got now to try out. Um, because oh, I, okay. having bought having bought some of their stuff, I realised that the um, static grass that I bought was the wrong size. I didn't realise there were things no. you had to consider, but I just ordered ordered a pack randomly, and it's too long. Um, so I ordered some shorter stuff. Um, and we'll go from there, go see how we go. But then I was thinking whether to get a stat static grass applicator, and I sort of came out of my first session with the glue and stuff, looking like bloody Bonneville Snowman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> green. Um, and um, 
yeah. AK so, Interactive was the one I was looking at, so I might look oh, at yeah, some yeah. of their materials. Okay. Yeah, the, so, yeah, yeah. They've got some good stuff I've heard. Yeah. So, just watch, watch the bases, hopefully get better, if not, not get any better at all. Obscure. <laughs> just stay the same. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, community shout outs. Um, the creator of uh, there's an app which I believe is both on the iPhone and it's on the Apple and the Android store called Crit Wild, which is for MCP if you're an MCP player. And to start with, it was it was pretty basic, but he's added in like all of the fighters' cards are in there now, so you can you can get them all up in access Ooh, in the app. Okay. You can create a you can create a group of your fighters in there, so you can have all okay. the fighters that you're playing with immediately accessible it's got Ooh. links to all the references and things like that it's got Ooh. links to all of the um oh, it's even got all of the um <laughs> all it. like the, the oh. it, it's even got all of the like the tactics and stuff like that in there okay and and things so you can go in and you if you know what your tactics are like you've got um charming thief which is gambits or whatever you can you can have that stored in there so you can then reference them and things like that um the only thing it doesn't have right now I'm hoping they'll add it at some point. They do have a Patreon going, so you can go and find them on there. And you know, if you want to try and get them to do more, is it doesn't have a way to track the energy or the power still? Right. Well, oh, sorry, the wounds or the power. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. But the, but it's growing very steadily, very cool. very steadily well, growing. Good. So that, that's good. Looked, I have not looked at it. We haven't played MCP for a while, have we? So I haven't looked at it for a while. But should definitely be checking that out next time we play. Yeah. Um, and the other one I was thinking of is John Grant Miniatures, our own John Grant. He has started to do some battle reports for Aeronautica, so do check them out on John Grant yep. Miniatures on YouTube. Yeah. Quite nifty solo play. Um, I, got, I, re I really like Aeronautica lends itself to that, that style of video, but they have done a good job considering he's just on his YouTube journey. Us, unlike us pros, um, who absolutely no clue what we're doing, um, John just started out on his journey and um, quite impressive quite impressive uh, first first video yeah yeah and the second one uh, is is much more of the same so you know good quality and uh, it does a good talk through so looking forward to seeing more from John on that one do check absolutely out. actually I've got a small thing I try and it's not really a community shout out <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, my, my therapist said it'd be good if I talked about it. <laughs> because of my... <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay. <laughs> I'll try that again. Cut! <laughs> um, so I'm afraid anyway, we can't. It's not really a shout-out, but if you've signed up to Warhammer Plus all those months ago, nearly 12 months ago, and then have completely forgotten about it and not really done anything with it, you can soon claim your, or you can claim your miniature, pretty soon. Oh, I can claim mine pretty soon. I assume it's the same with my So since we were there from day one, uh, from the 25th of August, you can claim it. And bizarrely, I must have started paying. I can, I, I, my payment should be collected on the 28th of August. Uh, so I need to cancel it before then too, because I'm on auto renewal. So, um, but yeah, That's just to let you know, don't forget, you can get your free miniature soon if you've been doing Warhammer Plus. I mean, I completely forgot about it after after starting it, and I just completely forgot about it. So yeah. Hmm. Well, it's it's easy to forget about. I mean, I I, I don't really think this is a subject for this evening. But <coughs> I, I just um, they it's been very poorly. It's executed, been quite forgettable. 
Yeah, I agree. Really much on yeah. there, and, and you know, I think I think I'm, I know GW tend to be quite late in their in their um, kind of bigging up stuff. But I assume if people are going to be coming out to renewal, they really need to be saying, singing about it again, and reminding us that it exists. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's by the by. I think I think it, for for me, I was interested to do it to get the figure. I mean, they haven't even, as far as I'm aware, they haven't even revealed what the figures are going to be for the next twelve months. No, they haven't. There's been so no mention about be it at all. You, you, you think they'd be telling people, well, you know, don't cancel your subscription because you can get this free teas made or whatever. You know, yeah. You're going to get it for it. Anyway, there you go. So, moving on, we have news. Shiny um, stuff. I, I've been very busy. I haven't really followed the news. I've been trying to follow as much Gen Con news as I could. Gen Con news, there's so much noise around Gen Con it's quite hard to actually focus unless you happen to catch an announcement or something it's very hard to, to find an announcement amongst the noise but I did I did find a few I was quite surprised GW didn't have a big reveal of some sort there I believe that they showed off the kill team models there but I think pre-pandemic right. pre-pandemic they had started to have a presence at, at, at Gen Con and you know announced being new and then I think, never quite remember. I think the live the live stream announcements that they did yeah. in the last couple of years, I think, coincided with Gen Con, and they sort of, you know, but they haven't really said anything about Gen Con this time at all, which is interesting. I don't know whether that shows the shift in focus for them, or whether they just weren't sure about going all that way and all fully masked up at the, at the event. I don't know, but. Um, I'm not sure, but they weren't. They weren't there, so they, they did reveal the, the actual kill team models from the new is it Into the Dark box set, um, which look fab, I have to say. Um, it's quite yeah. interesting. I, I, I kind of thought, oh, they look really, really good. And then I read some of the descriptions of the things that you could do with the game. I thought, oh God, I remember why I don't play it now. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> yeah. But the, the models look amazing. Um, and other news from GW: uh, the, the War Cry's here. Um, the new lots, of shiny, cry, yeah. lots of shiny stuff there. Um, we don't have a copy, so I uh, can't really comment mm. on it. Um, and then this weekend they did the I'm kind of okay with that announcement. Yeah, I think I think I was really keen for it, but I, we've just got so much going on. And I think you know, had we got sent a copy, I think it would have been a nightmare actually, especially with you were away and poorly. I think I'd have been left with this box of war class stuff that I just couldn't do anything with. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm quite bad that in the end that we didn't we didn't get a copy. Um, so they had the Lord of the Rings stream this weekend uh, possibly conspicuous for the fact that it didn't have a Rings of Power tie-in announcement but maybe they, if, they, if they have got a tie-in for that they're going to wait I would have thought Amazon would be like no you can't reveal anything until it's actually been revealed in the show slash yeah I, I, I do wonder I don't, think, I don't think they're going to get anything this time around I think Amazon are just doing their thing and they're like no we don't care about anybody else we're just doing what we want I think you're probably right, actually, I have to say. Um, but they did reveal a new Glorfindel model, which I suppose sort of ties in, because he knocks around in that era. Um, but that looks pretty nice. He's nice place model. I was very, very all up for that model until somebody pointed out that it was going to be in resin, and then I cooled yeah. on it a little. Um, and then the, a new a new starter box for Inez Gilead, I think, which looks pretty, that looks pretty nice if you haven't got those models. Um, and similarly, they do war host boxes now for each kind of, not each faction, but for a number of factions. They, they look quite cool, quite like those. 
and I'm not sure which yeah. one I'd get if I was going to get one. Um, probably, if I was going to get one, it would have been the Rohan one, but I bought some more Rohan, I've got plenty of Rohan figures, so I probably wouldn't get that yeah. one, if that makes sense. <coughs> Other news, all from Gen Con, Cubicle 7 had a really busy Gen Con. Cubicle 7 I love, company I absolutely love, they're lovely people there, and they make the most amazing products. Um, and uh, they announced a new Lustria book for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Um, and they've got coming out, this wasn't announced there, but they've got coming out a magic one, which I'm really interested to see. Um, not that I play the game, really, but I'm really interested to see. Because I don't know if you remember, Pete, you possibly don't, because you, you're um, younger than me. When, when uh, Wolfram came out, the first book, it used, yeah. and it often, there were various references throughout it, and through some of the early, early campaign books, to the Realms of Sorcery source book. They mentioned right. realms of chaos, and they mentioned realms of sorcery, and it never, ever, ever, it never, ever came out ever. So there's a reference to the realm of sorcery, but it never, ever came out. But they're going to do, they're doing it. It's called Winds of Magic, um, and so I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing that. Um, anyway, I digress. They also announced Champions of Chaos for Soulbound. Oh, yeah. So Soulbound is is pretty cool the way you can the way they're doing it. So you, there's the Champions of Order, which is kind of like your standard. Um, you stand a storm castle, all that kind of thing, um, and then they've now done destruction, where you can play orcs type characters, anybody from the destruction, um, the Grand Alliance, and then the chaos one. Um, and I think there's going to be an undead one too, if there isn't already uh, a champions of death. I can't remember. There might already have been champions of death. It's certainly been announced, I think. So that's pretty cool. And totally surprising, unlooked for, considering they already do Wrath and Glory, which is the 40k set. They announced that they're going to do a 40k RPG based on a D100 system, so similar to Wolfrup, called mm-hmm. Imperium, Imperium Maledictum, with stories, stories focused on investigation and intrigue. And I have to say, I don't know whether it's just the, the, the shiny again, the shiny of all the things that they announced, that one was like, oh yeah, I'd love to play that. Um, so um, yeah, that, that, that's really quite interesting. I, I'm, I suppose it's also because I could draw if I, if I if I looked at that one I could just draw a line across everything else and just focus on that and it's always feels like starting start from yeah. the beginning is a little bit easier than, than starting in the middle. Um, there's just too there's just too much there isn't there? It's just too there's too there many too shiny much. things. There is too many shiny things. Yeah, more shiny things. Fantasy Flight Games announced um, some, a new game but they didn't really give me any details of it. It's going to be a board game rather than a card game, but it's called Dagger. Like shield, um, so dagger with apostrophes after it, not apostrophes, uh, full stops after each because they <laughs> acronymed everything, like Marvel dagger. do. So it's the Defense yep. Alliance for Global and Galactic Emergency Response. So uh, God knows what that means, but there's going to be a book over that. Uh, the thing I'm most excited about, and I don't think Pete is at all, uh, but the thing I'm most excited about is that they demo Fantasy Flight Games demo the new Twilight Inscription game which is based on Twilight Imperium, which I would love to play, but I'm now far too old and don't have the time or the brain power to play. Um, but they're bringing out a roll and write version of it, which I'm, I'm fascinated by. I'm going to wait and see what the reviews are like, because it could be awful. The the, the pre- people who previewed it, who got a preview at Gen Con, were quite favourable, but I tend to find people, aha, when in that environment everything seems yeah. great and, and you've got the people who've designed it or are, you know, are promoting it and they're very enthusiastic about it it tends to give you a slight skewed impression of a game so I'll wait and see wait and see what that's yeah. like and finally Pete 
Um, did you ever play the Hero Skate game? Or was it actually too late for you? Because I never, because it came out in 2004, so I never played it. I was, I was about Probably to have Probably too late for point. me. <laughs> yeah, 2004. Um, I mean, I didn't have kids then, but I had only just moved into my own place. I think I was still into 40k in 2004. Right, okay. So there's a hex-based fantasy game, which I've never played, but um, they're bringing it back. It's announced at Gen Con. Hero, Hero Escape. Um, it's another Avalon Hill, I think the original publishers of the game, um, Hasbro tie-in, like the Hero Quest game was. Yeah. So um, I think that... I don't know that. that I, I think Hero Quest is now available to purchase normally, isn't it? Because they, they did it via a crowdfunding thing, which I wasn't really very happy about and didn't want to get involved in. Uh, so I'm, 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 I'm reticent about that. But it sounds interesting. It's hexes, Pete. I know you like a hex. I do like a good hex. You do like a hex. What are you doing? You look like you're just starting to do your tax return or something. Yeah. Yeah, I figured I'd get them out of the way now. I was just, <laughs> just posting up. See if anybody out there listening is aware of any other new shiny things that are distracting them at the minute that we haven't already mentioned. It's always nice to hear of anything else people have seen. John Grant says he think Rings of Power could be a bit shit. Absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. could be a bit shit, but I'm being quite positive about it. I don't think it will be, but absolutely it could be. <laughs> but that could be because you're a little bit biased. A bit like I me and anything Skaven related. I don't want it to be shit. Yeah. You know, I don't know because I don't actually like the Peter Jackson films that much. I I, I understood. Uh, I read that I think uh, Tolkien wasn't a fan of the Peter Jackson films. Tolkien was dead before they were made. No, not 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 Tolkien himself. His <laughs> oh, son. Tolkien. Uh, his son Tolkien, slash. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I don't think son. he was. But I think yeah, I, yeah. I, I think he was cut from the same cloth as his dad. Yeah, um, but I. Yeah. Um, I, 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 again, we don't need to have this discussion, but I really enjoyed no. The Fellowship of the Ring, but the other ones, uh, I think it's certainly The Return of the King is too long. And, and I, I think, to be fair to Peter Jackson, I think it shows up the limitations of the book a little bit. Or rather, the book, the book is all about the description, and, the, and I, I think and that's, that's brought to life very beautifully, but actually the story, the story when you boil it down, then, isn't very good. <laughs> Yeah, forgive me. Yeah. Forgive me for my heinous, uh, unpopular opinion there. Because I, I think um, Tolkien and his, and likewise his son wasn't a fan of lots of the, uh, well, his son wasn't a fan of all the fight scenes and stuff that goes on no. in the films. And like, well, you kind of need that in a film, whereas no one's going to want to fucking watch it, basically. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that, that's, a, that's a film critique as a discussion for another evening. Um, I think yeah. we didn't need we didn't need Egg Legolas sliding down things on his shield and elephants I'll, I'll and agree with that one we didn't, we I'll didn't agree with that, that one bollocks. and the dwarf um, didn't need to be quite so much comedy relief as he was no, no absolutely I've, I feel sorry anyway. for anybody born in Moria um, so that seems like a really good time for our Marlow moment Marlow moment so here's, here's something which might, everyone might enjoy who's watching on the stream live now here's our Marlow moment See, I'm swaying because I can, and no one can see that on the podcast, obviously, but I can I can see the animation on the screen, but I can't hear the music, but I know the music's there. Robin can't do either, so I he's just sitting there I, like, I, I don't know I what's going on. I can see it if I watch the, um, <laughs> watch the feed, but I can't see it, I'll just sit there, I don't really know what's happening. So there we go. Here's, it's time for our Marlowe moment. What is our Marlowe moment, Robin? 
Uh, well, our Marlowe moment this week, but I was just reading John Grant's comment about the um, about the, f uh, the film. I have to say, John, I'm not going to go into that deep in deep depth now, but I think The Fellowship's the best book too, so I think that's probably why I like The Fellowship film more. It, it's it's more, more personal stories, isn't it? Anyway, uh, so our Marlowe moment this week is... I've lost it, I've lost it, I've, it, I've lost it, where's it gone? Uh, you lost ages oh, ago. It's entirely writing, that's why. It's like an eye test. Um, do you, <laughs> well, you've do got you glasses. Put them on. Have, well, I've left them in the house. I've got reading uh. glasses everywhere. I should put them on. I've got reading glasses now, everybody. Uh, but I don't need them for this. Apart from this line here. which for some, I copied say, it, apart I copied from right it now. I pasted it from another document, and it's tiny. Um, do you think board games, board slash card games, are more or less accepted now? If so, why? Ooh. So, I mean, card games, I think, to clarify, I think card games, we don't mean, like, gin rummy and, and patience and stuff like that. Poker, no. Uh, yeah, and, and poker, and, yeah. And all those. And Magic the Gathering. Yeah, with, yeah, I mean, I think, that kind of thing. I think the answer has got to be yes. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, yeah. Uh, why? I don't know. I think it may just be that geeks now rule the world through IT. And so yeah. um, we, 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 we can bring what we like to the table more easily. I also think it is that despite cost of living crisis, people have got more time and income to spend on their hobbies. I don't they got more time, stuff. but they, uh, depending on well, where I, you are, but yeah. I think maybe they have, even just things like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I, 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 yeah. Uh, maybe time is the wrong thing. Maybe time is the wrong thing. I'm just trying to think about my parents' generation. Opportunity, maybe more opportunity. Yeah. For these yeah. kind of things. I, I think there there's a lot more of social conventions. shops my that mom, cater to these things. I mean, my mum wouldn't have been geeky anyway, but my mum and to a lesser extent my dad spent an awful long time doing things that I consider to be utterly pointless, like washing the back step. Um, yeah. And that and that kind of thing, and, and, and keeping the house absolutely spotless. Whereas I would much rather just yeah. sit down and play play a game. Um, like my that. dad's thing was he would tinker in the shed for hours tinkering yeah. away with just bits of wood yeah. and That's stuff and just, just come get out away from you lot. yeah pretty much 100% so um, John Grant says that Stranger Things made dad made dad's cool I think it was even before that and I, I think that I think it's just D &D become D &D. yeah I think it was before that D&D &D and stuff it like helps, that it's just certainly. become pop culture and like you say I think a lot of people who were nerds playing D&D &D and that Warhammer and stuff like that they are now making movies and starring in movies and doing all that kind of stuff. And they go, you know what, fuck it, I want to make a film about D&D or I want to make a film yeah. about, you know, fancy or role play. And even like the Lord of the Rings films helped massively in yeah. creating those, making those things much more pop culture. Well, I think we've talked about it before. Um, at one point, being into Star Wars was just a mark that you were a dweeb. Whereas now Star Wars yeah. is, is just, you know, if you're not into Star Wars, it's almost more... Well, What's the matter with you, most now? Um, it's almost it's almost like if you if you're into the the Star Wars films, then you're just some you know a sheep, and you're not you're not cool enough to actually be into the real you know real Star Wars people dress up and go to conventions and or whatever it is like that <laughs> and now uh, you know well, and look down Star on the people Wars who just people go moan about how crap new Star Wars is. I think. Yes. Like, that, oh, yeah. Like, that's that's a bit like Warhammer, which we've come on to in a minute. Yeah. Um, so definitely, uh, you, you're not a real fan unless you absolutely hate the thing that you're a fan of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go, Andrew. I hope that helps answer your question. I think. I mean, we could again. It's a subject we could devote, like a lot of your questions, actually, Andrew. It's a subject we could devote hours to. 
Um, a whole whole episode. But too. I think I think just I think generally it's just that we are. I think we do. I think people do have more free time for their for their pastimes, even if that then still makes them feel like they're really busy. I think people do generally. Um, I think there's, not, there's, not there's just more avenue. Way. I think, I I think, think the middle classes are bigger. I think mo most of us who play games are middle class. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I think there's definitely that aspect to it. Um, and I think a part of it is just accessibility. It's much easier to get these games. It's much easier to produce mm. them these days than it was it, days gone by. Yeah. And and I think it's it's also people like um, like Vin Diesel. He's a massive uh, role-play D&D nerd. And you know, he, there's, there's loads of celebrities now that are into that kind of thing. There's um, Vince Vaughn, I think it is. He has okay. like a, a celeb he has like a celebrity D and D thing that they him and loads of other film stars okay. and stuff get together and they play D and D and things like that. Okay. And it of includes course, people old, like old um, as well. Sorry, there's old wardrobe as well, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. people like um, yeah, uh, yeah, Superman. Yeah, and and, and even people like. Um, I don't know if you know him, but the Big Show. He's a big, big wrestler. He's like a massive, massive, big oh, right. guy called the yeah. Big Show for a reason. He's into role play. It's okay. like it's hard. To, it's hard to call someone a nerd when they're seven foot tall and five hundred pounds because <laughs> they I might think, just put you through a wall. <laughs> I think the internet as well has helped, of course, because in, in in the old days, we were just the six people playing D and D in school or wherever, and nobody else did, and we were weird. Whereas the yep. internet meant that. Those six people could find six people at the neighbouring school and, and that, you know, a different school, and then it gradually you realise that actually there's quite a lot of you, and then there's a few people who didn't yeah. want to do it because they, they'd be beaten up, but actually they quite like to do it, and actually now there's there's more of them, so that kind of attracts. And of course, the bigger the the bigger the group gets, the more of gravity it has, so the more it, it pulls people in. So yeah, for um, good or for I bad, think, it's definitely had that that attraction. Yeah, yeah definitely, uh, definitely. So, and so I think, can this this. And I think this will play into another point in a minute that we're going to be talking about our main discussion point for the night. I think even companies like Games Workshop, because they're so embedded in, in culture now, it's like most people have heard about Games Workshop to an extent. Most people have seen the stores, they've, they've yeah. seen things about the games, or they they used to play them, or their kids play it now, or their, their friend plays it, or things like that. Most, you know, There are so many mm, people. Yeah, most people know what Warhammer is. If you yeah. say, and they may not have a good impression of it, but they but they know what it is. And and I've noticed you get articles in, like, is it Daily Mash? Does them not the Daily Mash? Does yeah. Some what some of them you get or news dump. You get articles about you know gas bills having to pay for you know, people people playing Warhammer yeah. don't worry about their gas bill kind of thing. Because uh, yeah, War, Wargamer hasn't noticed the increase in in petrol yeah. because they're still paying a hundred pounds for three models from Games Workshop yeah, that, or whatever that, it is, that, that kind of thing. thing yeah. yeah. So, yeah. uh, and, and lots of you know because GW have made so much money in the last few years they've done so well you know they feature in Financial Times articles yeah, and stuff yeah, like that because absolutely. they are a phenomena at the minute yeah well that's a beautiful segue though Pete that's a beautiful segue because our main topic of discussion is pretty much exactly that the Games Workshop have been making massive profits which is brilliant hand over workshop. fist hand over, yeah but going back to the main topic does Warhammer and the size of Warhammer and the size of Gaze Workshop has that ruined everything? Is Does it ruin hyper, everything? Hyperbolic way of, of, of trying to attack clicks. Um. <laughs> and it's important to say that we, we, we decided we want to discuss this because a lot of people on much bigger, more successful channels than us have done videos about this kind of topic recently. 
and there's a lot of different views out there and people have come up with different points of view some people have stuck to their guns on what their channel's been built on and obviously blamed GW for everything and other people have given a much more nuanced approach to those kind of things so we think we might as well give our tuppence worth as well yes definitely sorry my my computer is having a seizure so it wasn't 100 listening. Uh, but um yeah i mean i think i think it's worth saying that um that where this kind of thought process started was with uh blackjack legacy's video about i can't remember what he how he described what he called it but it was effectively how Warhammer, like why games workshop is ruining my channel or something yeah, like that how it kind of shifts the focus of, well not shifts the focus but it's such a big it's got such a big gravitational pull that it kind of warps everything that's in in his channel um, yep. and he was sort of trying to come to terms with that I think um, and I think his video was pretty good I don't, yep. um, I don't there's another I don't, one done by go on sorry go on no, I was going to say, I don't think he, he wasn't particularly moaning. He's a very positive guy. Um, I think yep. he was just lamenting the fact that he couldn't focus on the games he wanted to and create an audience, which is a little bit what we're going to talk about tonight as well. Yeah, and I watched one by a guy called MS Paint, which is, I can't remember the name of the gentleman who does it, but I think his videos are fantastic. Uh, and he's everything I would like to have been in a YouTuber. He, his videos are brilliant to watch. Well, I don't know if you watch them, but do. Sorry? You've got the beard. Yeah, well, that's true, but Shane, I haven't got new, the hair. You're new there. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't you're have the there. hair. Got, he's, uh, he's, he's got a good accent as well, as you don't have. Sorry. He has got a fantastic yeah. accent on him. Yeah. Um, but his video on it, it was great because he was very matter-of-fact about it as well, and he certainly wasn't bemoaning his state of uh, the state of things either and did acknowledge that a lot of it was because of, you know, that GW are huge. They are gigantic, and, you know, in the scale, in the scheme of tabletop gaming you've got games workshop is like a massive chunk of the pie and then everybody else is a tiny little bit on the edge yeah yeah i mean it's a bit like apple and like i said google intercept with them but apple in in certain markets they they, they just take the whole lot of it so it's an it's an interesting one and i i mean we we are in a different position to to both ms paint and um blackjack legacy because they both do it for a living don't they and we don't do it for yep. a living so we can yep. kind of make the videos you want and blackjack was sort of saying well i can't make if i don't put warhammer in the video even if i just say why this game i'm playing is better than warhammer he'll you'll get a fraction of the views and if he gets a fraction of the views he gets yeah. a fraction of the money and it's an interesting one and that's not really games workshop's fault i don't think i mean that's almost down to youtube there's another it, the, the problem dovetails with with the youtube algorithm if you put what I don't know whether it's coincidence in the Oath Marks video I did, I put Old Hammer in the title, and that video did ridiculously better. For us, than, for than, us, that did for, really for, well. Uh, normal videos. Um, it's yeah. not it wasn't a massive view count on YouTube scale, but I don't know whether that's just because there is a, a little niche that are interested in Oath Mark and it came up, or it's because Old Hammer is a keyword that ends up in people's um, people's inboxes. I think um, I think it was the Old Hammer word and it's yeah i know when you did the title i saw it and i thought he's being a bit cheeky there because <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with old hammer whatsoever you did i don't think we even mentioned it during the video <laughs> i don't know if we even no, mentioned no. warhammer yeah. but i i saw that and i just thought i, I know what he's done because we were talking about this subject around the time yeah. when we when you released that i was like i like it i like what you've done i can see what you're doing there and <laughs> and it, yeah it does have that much of an impact but of course it makes the problem worse 
because what Blackjack was saying is that he, you know, he has to if he's going to make a do a video about um, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> um, uh, Mantic Games, Dread Dead Zone. Um, if, if, yeah. if he was going to make a video about Dead Zone, if he just says here's a Dead Zone, here's some thoughts on this Dead Zone faction, um, he'll get sort of a thousand some, views or whatever. But not much. And, and, yeah. and, and if he writes uh, this is why the something faction from Dead Zone are better than the Crute in Kill Team, he'll get. 10,000 views and so that yeah. makes the problem worse because you end up mentioning the keywords that make the Warhammer that drive the Warhammer content and make it more popular so you kind of even you, you, you can you can cheat a little bit and make it a bit clickbaity by comparing whatever you're doing to Warhammer but all you're doing then is just adding to this burgeoning rolling mass like a ball rolling down the hill splashing everything out of the way um, on the YouTube algorithm so if you don't have Warhammer in your title basically your game video is it's going to sink uh, yeah. without trace, potentially. And and I, I know one of the videos I was watching, somebody was ranting about how GW don't mention anybody else in any of their literature. They almost try and create this little universe where it's just about Games Workshop and their stuff. And if you start, if you only read their stuff, you're only going to be aware of their stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, but there is Google. You could you could go on Google and and find like it's not the 80s anymore. You can go online and find stuff about other games very easily. Um, but also, Games Workshop aren't in the business of selling other people's stuff. They're not going to go, you should buy our thing, but if not, you can go and buy something from Mantic instead. They don't care about Mantic or any other competitor. It's just buy our stuff. Our stuff no, is the only stuff. It's a curious thing. I mean, they, of course, they, back in the day, they kind of did do that. When they, when they were the producers of uh, White Dwarf, and White Dwarf had every game you could imagine in it. They did yep. do that, but that, a long time ago, they were They ceased to be that company. I mean, you know, a long, yeah. long time ago. Um, well, aren't GW aren't GW like the only games, like tabletop games type company that is listed on the stock exchange at the size that it is? Uh, certainly in the UK. Yeah. 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 So uh, you know, they have a. It, it's not like if you go to um, uh, I can't remember the name of the guys who did God Tier. Um, Steamforged. Steamforged. It's like, if you go to Steamforged, they have a fraction of the people, and the people who design the game and play the game and, and all that are probably very closely involved in lots of parts of the process. But, you know, that's not the same with GW. They've got they've got a department for marketing, they've got a department for game design, they've got a, a team for just painting, and, hmm. you know, it's just a different scale, a different beast. Yeah, and it's like, it's, I mean, in the same way as, you know, when... BMW don't say, oh, buy our BMW. But if you don't like a BMW, get an Audi instead. They don't do that. <laughs> they don't. They don't acknowledge the existence of their competitors. Um, and you know, so I think that was a slightly spurious argument. I and mean, it would be great if Games Workshop did say, you know, there are all these lovely games out there. Why not choose ours? But that just isn't the way the modern world works. Um, and so I kind of feel like at the, end, at the end of the day, it's, everything is driven by the need to make money. Yeah, um, and it's an interesting point you just also put in there about talking about the you know going into the the, the, the stores and going in there into their shops and things. Games Workshop are the only company that have bricks and mortar shops selling their stuff. I think yeah. I can't think yeah, of anyone else so. who has then, their own yeah. dedicated store. No, no, yeah. Well, certainly a chain. There might be. There might the companies might have the odd one. I think. I think Warlord have a shop. But yeah, it's possibly in, it's in Nottingham. It's in Nottingham next door to the factory, kind of thing. 
Um, yeah, it's not like Games Workshop where no. there's Warhammer stores all over the world. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. That's a slightly curious one. I mean, I, I, I feel for Blackjack. I, I completely understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to. He's not that interested by Games Workshop games. And, and to be honest, Pete and I, there's a lot of games that we're not interested in that Games Workshop make. Um, I think I think Games Workshop popularity is partly because they are the biggest. So in the same way as you know everybody wears Nike trainers because everybody's got Nike trainers, it's it, you, you don't go off and try something else. And, and I think yeah. Um, Everyone's got Apple phones. You know, if you, if you you might think, you know, we, we think Moonstone's a great game, but if you're trying to get into the gaming scene, you're only going to mostly see people playing Warhammer, and so it's a self-perpetuating, um, you know, for, for, it just there's no point in playing Moonstone if you can't find anybody to play Moonstone with, and it is no, a shame. Don't. It is a shame that channels that play those type of games or play Mantic games can't get the footing that GW get that is absolutely right but I don't see a way around it because of the way YouTube works because YouTube promotes whatever, what it thinks people want to see and it thinks people want to see Warhammer even though I would say 50% of Warhammer content that people get watched that's probably a bit unfair but a, a, a decent slice of it is people moaning about it yeah which of course just that, drives the algorithm too and I don't think that, that none of this comes down really to Games Workshop specifically. Part of it is consumerism because they've got to make money. They've got shareholders. They've got you know mm. quarterly fiscal responsibilities. They've got to meet and all the rest of it as, as well as their employees and all that kind of stuff. They've got to pay. As, as have um, Google and YouTube as well, of course, because they drive. Yeah, they promote. Yeah, it's the it's the algorithm at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the end of it all. You know, if you want to make a video about football, do you cover the Premiership or do you cover the Sunday League? Which yeah, one's going to get more views here? If you, you really, really love netball, you want to make netball videos, and you do. And you want to make a living out of it, and you can't, because those bastard premiership uh, people on match of the day are taking all your viewers. Um, exactly. It's just, you know, I, I, I totally feel for Blackjack and what he's trying to do, but you, at the end of the day, you just have to concede that netball doesn't get the viewers that, that football does. Exactly. Even if it's a better sport, it's... it might be a better sport. You know, I, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm, I can't really make a judgment uh, what, what sports are better than football. Uh, but um, I suppose, I suppose, I, I feel sorry for um, a lot of the. We could totally go off a tangent now, but I love the Olympics. I love the. I think the Olympics are brilliant, and the Commonwealth Games are just happening brilliant. But you have to feel sorry for the people who train for four years. There's literally their two weeks in the sun where they do their event, and everybody's interested in it. And then they, but they are sort of sharing comm space with the tennis players who just, you know, are popular all year round. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. it's just it's just kind of the same same thing. Some things, for whatever reason, are more popular. And that doesn't mean they're better. It, they're just more popular. Yeah, definitely. I, I certainly don't think the GW are the, the best game designers out there. Their models are pretty spectacular. I think other people are starting to catch up with them a bit on that in certain areas. But for the scale and the quality, I think GW is still miles ahead of everybody. Um, the games themselves certainly aren't spectacular uh, when it comes to the rules in a lot of situations, and you know they they do leave a lot to be desired in certain aspects. And but but yeah, they I produce mean, so much. Sorry, so I was going to say they just produce so much. I mean, if you piled up all the stuff we've ever been given by GW to review or show on the channel versus everybody else, it wouldn't be a competition. No, but of course that people would argue that that makes it worse. <laughs> 
because and that's why GW do it because they give away the stuff and it drives the algorithm because we talk about Warhammer because we've been given the stuff. That's and true, I but that's can, that's the I algorithm's fault. No, I can see that point of view, and yeah, but they would say it's GW's fault because they know that's how the algorithm works. I, I, I could sort of see that, but then what would you do if you were in GW's position? Well, we could do this, and that would give yeah. us an advantage in the marketplace. Should we do it? No, let's not bother because it's a bit unfair. I, I just, exactly. I, I just don't know how you get around it. I, mean, I guess the way you get around it is you just have to make the content that you want to make and hope for the best. Stick, stick to your guns, basically. I appreciate that if you decide you want to make a living out of it, that makes it really difficult for you. I mean, we're really lucky that, you know, I, in my case, I've got a wife who, who supports um, my endeavours uh, and you, you, know, you, you fit it around your job. We don't have to rely on yeah. the, 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 the views to, to make money or the Patreon support. We love our Patreon support, but... You know, we don't we, we don't rely on that's, to eat. That's 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 the same in anything, though, isn't it? It's just like if you say, actually, I I want to make wicker baskets out of willow that grows at the bottom of my garden. That's what I want to do for a job. And then complaining a couple of months later that you can't because those bastards at you know the garden centre sell them for one ninety nine, whereas you have to sell them for sixteen pounds each to be able to yeah. eat. Like that's that's life. You're just going to have to do something that makes you the money so that you can live to do the things that you enjoy as a hobby, not as an income. No, absolutely. Uh, Deadhead Design, oh, you've changed your name. You've added a design to it. Uh, it says he's uh, pulled, uh, pulled a lot of other companies up with it. It's pulled a lot of companies up with it. Rules, law, miniature quality. The, their successes have grown in the industry, not just for them, but everyone now, so as consumers we win. That's completely true. I mean, the, the, there is, the lead belt is a thing, isn't it? And that's yeah. because across Nottingham and Nottinghamshire, there are lots of little companies that have grown up from ex-GW employees and people who want to be close to the, to the action. Um, we've got an audio sounds a bit off, somebody said. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, just... because of the way we're recording it for the podcast, Robin's audio and the fact that he's on a, an iPad means his audio is a little bit worse than we'd like it to be. But unfortunately, we're, we're, we act, because we can't make any money out of this channel, we can't buy any decent equipment. You know, And that's Games Workshop's fault, basically, yeah, at the Games end of the day. Yeah, Games Workshop's fault. I'm sorry, it's Games Workshop's fault the audio's out. We did try doing it differently, didn't we? And basically, it didn't record the audio. We did. So when, when your, we did your, Mac can't, your Mac can't do Discord and record the audio for the podcast at the same time. But if you do no. want, you can catch it up on the, on the podcast later, and that will be much better levels of quality on that one. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can fair. sort something out in the nearest future. Well, they say fair, well, which is good. Which is uh, it's nice. <laughs> but thank <laughs> you, thank you for the feedback. We do appreciate yeah. when people do give us the feedback as we go because sometimes it's it's a nightmare when we get halfway through a show and then realise that something's not been working properly throughout. So we are keen to try and improve it where we can, and we'll we'll see what we can do about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think overall, from from it, what everybody's posted online, some people have been. You know, some people have been very uh, open and honest about it. Blackjack, MS Paints. You know, they've been very open and honest and basically said, "What what can you do if you if you know you're going to get ten times the number of viewers if you do a, a video about Warhammer than than Dead Zone or, or whatever else? If that's your income, you're going to have to do what makes you the money, and that's the problem with making something like this your job. You're going to yeah, have to start chasing the really money." Dark. That's the same with most jobs, isn't it? I suppose. I mean, if you're if yeah. you if you work for Gay's Workshop and they said, oh, "I'm afraid in order for us for in order for us to pay you, we need you to design this game about space marines," you can't really turn around and go, "But space marines are shit. And I don't want to." 
<laughs> I want yeah. to do this. I want to do this. And they go, like, well, we're paying you <laughs> to do I want to make us. That's kind of how jobs work. I just, I guess, if you if you work for yourself, you hope that you can do something you you, you love and enjoy. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't work out that way for, for most people. Very, the very few fortunate few can make yeah. uh, a decent living off of, of doing what they really enjoy. I think to, to blame Games Workshop for being so large and taking up such a large portion of the market, or for blaming Games Workshop for skewing YouTube viewing figures. To blame Games Workshop, I think at all is quite a naive view to take because they're a mass. Are they a billion-pound company now? I can't remember. They're huge. I don't know. They're a big I don't company. Know. They're a big company. They're they're, they're a massive yeah. company. They so want they, to they, make money. Yeah, they have they have things that they I don't particularly like the way they work, but I don't think this is this is one of them. It's just one of those things, and they are they do take up the space, and yeah, and but as Deadhead says. Um, he, um, uh, yeah, they, they they have helped foster a, a wider a wider community um, yeah. uh, and smaller guys, and they will come up. He Deadhead did the answer. He thinks the GW bubble will pop. I I I think you might be right. I I don't think it'll ever completely burst. I don't think it's gonna. It's obviously inflated now to a massive level due to the pandemic. I think it will contract. I don't I don't think they can keep making games at the rate in which they make them and keep people buying at the levels they have. I, that said, I, th I think they've, they've managed it for like 10 years now, haven't they? 10 years, yeah. year on year, they've been making profits. I mean, a company yeah. like that, they're, they're unicorns. You don't get that often. And they are, well, in the industry, it's not like with Apple and iPhones, they have a lot of legitimate competitors or BMW and Audi or, you know, most other industries there's not such a massive chokehold on the limelight but GW no, in this sphere it's like who else do you go to, to? it'd be interesting to see who suffers the most from the um, from the cost of living crisis quarter of a billion pound revenue a year he says um, because um, you the cost of living crisis is going to squeeze everything and, and uh, funny enough one uh, RNW has just said you know, the, yeah. the average consumer, 180 pounds for the ash waste box is a massive amount of money. And if they keep doing that, I think people will will look for cheaper alternatives. I mean, I, I, you know, if you can if you can use your old figures and play a new new game, will you do that? Quite possibly. Um, you know, you yeah. could pick up you could pick up the rule book from for Oathmark and use everything you've already got, uh, or the one I've just been looking at, the Lion Rampant, and these, you need about 30 models and you can play a game. Um, and you can get them from cheaper cheaper sources. One but, thing that I think, go on, sorry, go no, on. Exactly. But you've got to be able to find those things, and I think unless you're in the yeah. know, it's very hard to find the stuff. Yeah, one of the things I think that keeps GW on top and keeps them so far ahead of everyone else is that they, and it's a bit like in YouTube in general. If you find a big YouTube channel, it's probably because they've been around ten years plus, because they were around near the start of YouTube when things were starting. They were one of the startups. And yeah. who can argue that GW aren't like one of the original startups? You know, they, they started in the true. 80s. A lot of people, GW is what they grew up with. It's their childhood. And if, you know, they, they leave the hobby for a while, as we have both and several of our patrons have, when you come back to the hobby, quite often that's you right. gravitate back to what you know. You, you know about you GW. And that's that's a massive factor for them to be able to constantly key on to. 
that, that that's just something that people always realise. And when other competitors gain any kind of um, pop, or any kind of um, limelight at all, it kind of just gives GW more limelight as well because people see the figures, they maybe don't understand much about it, but they go, oh, those those Games Workshop things, aren't they? You know, because it's a bit like Hoover's, you know, vacuum cleaners, but the name Hoover yeah. has become synonymous with them. So little plastic toy soldiers, Games Workshop has become, Warha oh, those are those Warhammer things. And you yeah. might turn around and go, oh, no, it's Mantic. Oh, do you know nothing? This is War Machine. Like, yeah, it's Warhammers. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, of course, Hoover, Hoover now aren't the biggest Hoover manufacturer, no, but you still so, call it Hoover. So, oh, I still well, tell the wife true. go and get the Hoover, but I've got so, a Dyson. That's true. So, but but so that might mean you still we're going to play Warhammer, but actually play something else, maybe in the future. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, John makes a really good point, which is they're diversifying um, as well, which is stabilising the income. And not only does it stabilise the income, it also means that they're more well known. So I mean, you've got I, in a way that was never a case when we were when we were younger. There would be people who come into the games through the. Um, a digital game side of it, for yeah. example, and they they obviously have many more kind of product tie-ins now as well, don't they? They've they've licensed oh, yeah. all sorts of licensed products for them. I'm yeah. waiting for my space breeze, salt and pepper shakers. Uh, but um, oh, peaked off. What's he got? What's he got? How many uh, other how many other like tabletop gaming people have have little action figures of their models? Not many. I'm going to go with not many. Not uh, many. In yeah, fact, I think it was Discourse Miniatures was mentioning on her video about it that she said she got into Games Workshop because she first started off as a fan of things like Dawn of War and other okay. digital games. She never knew about the tabletop game at all. Okay. And then she found about the tabletop game later on. And then for 10 years, all she knew was Games Workshop. And that right. seems to be one of the reasons why she hates them now because she never found out about anything else. And now there's loads of other things out there. And she's like, I never want to have anything nice to do with GW ever again because I spent 10 years with them or something like well that's your fault <laughs> you, could, you could have gone any time you wanted yeah yeah I mean I could see why being you know I could see why 10 years only playing games workshop might might turn you off um, but because um, we, we've found something similar with with Underworld we played a lot of Underworld and now just like oh, Underworld um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean I think that's an interesting one, isn't it? That she didn't look beyond beyond the Games Workshop box. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I didn't for like two decades or possibly even more. I didn't bother looking beyond the GW sphere. I don't care. And, uh, and now yeah. we play, and, and now we play loads of other stuff. You know, we've got um, MCP, we've got Moonstone, all things that weren't available 10, 15 years ago easily. But it's like I don't begrudge GW for that. You know, they were just doing what they were going to do, which is they're just going to keep trying to keep you for as yeah. long as humanly possible. Here's a wild thought. And I've forgotten it again. That's how wild it was. Um, well, no, I was just, if it comes I was just back thinking, to you, John Grant's... Me go on. Go on. No, you say, you say. I was just going to say, John Grant's mentioned about Henry Cavill talking about on TV. What yeah. bigger, big up yeah. can you get for your company than someone like Henry Cavill saying, oh yeah, I do Warhammers. Loads of people are suddenly going to go, well, I'm going to fucking do some Warhammers then, because yeah. then I can be like Henry Cavill. I want to get acting chops like uh, Henry Cavill. Exactly. <laughs> so to be fair, if you read all of GW's literature, then you'll probably have all the acting chops direction you need to be just like Henry Cavill. But yeah, yeah. Possibly so. Yeah. Possibly so. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. I had an epiphany there, and it's gone. It was to do with diversity. Not not, not diversity of of, of player, but diversity of of range. Um, And I... I, 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 That's what I was going to say. Almost, because there are so many little companies now and so many little games, I almost wonder whether that plays into GW's hands. Because the, the people who don't play GW... Are fragmented across a million systems. Um, sounds like a line from a space a space opera. But they, um, you know, <laughs> they, they, you've got people who play Mantic, people who play the Osprey games, people who play uh, Warlord stuff, and they're all they all play their own little thing. Yeah. And actually, when you get jaded with that, or when you you know you can't get a big community because there's so many other people, you just probably end up just drifting back to Games Workshop because that's where everybody plays, that's where most of us started, and you just kind of actually, you try and get out you can't get enough interest in the game you want to play, so you just end up going back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Exactly, so I suppose you could say in that respect, Warhammer ruin stuff because there are lots of really great games out there that, um, that, that that don't get attention and I think where I think GW and they don't need to do this so I understand why they don't do it where I think GW are, are lazy is that their their rules writing is really quite poor in places but they mm. don't need to they don't need to care so no. I suppose I was thinking about today it's a bit like um, Henry Ford, the famous quote about Henry Ford, which is basically the rest of the car only needs to survive as long as the weakest part. The other things don't need to be over-engineered. Because, and it's a bit like that. They don't need to make good rules because they sell the models anyway. So why bother yeah. Why bother investing? It's a bit like campaign systems. I've talked about this before. When they invent campaign systems, they don't really need to invent a good campaign system. They're never going to do... A, not that I've ever really played it, so I don't know how good or bad it is, but I know people love it. They're never going to do a great uh, Mordheim campaign system because they don't need to. Because the people who really want to do that go and do it themselves. And everybody else just, you know, just makes do with what... What they've got. I'm not saying the Warcry system is bad, but they don't. They don't need to have an all singing, all dancing one. They've got no pressure to do anything better because why bother? Someone else can do that for them. They just need to make the models and the money. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, all this comes down to the. You know, we're just saying the same thing, really. Yes, GW are big, but they have many reasons for being big. They they've done a lot to get to where they are, and it's not like they've been. Um, they haven't had to try to force other people out the market they just continue being successful and huge and because of that, that's what people want to see on youtube and if if your job on youtube is making money about games you're going to have to copy or cover you know the popular games yeah yeah and youtube creates its own little bizarre little things isn't it? craig johnson here was saying um yeah we should definitely play um uh, more Mantic games and I think we'd, we'd like to play more Mantic games but nobody really watches them and whether, yeah. you, whether you whether you like it or not or not whether you like it or not whether whether I'd like to admit it or not whether that's what I meant to say whether I'd like, I'd like to admit it or not it's nice to get a thousand views rather than a hundred views so yeah. 
yeah, especially so, if so the I, amount of effort you put into the video is the same. Yeah, if you're going to spend so five I'm, hours recording and editing a video, would you rather get a hundred views at the end or a thousand views? Yeah, and it, and, it, and it almost in a bizarre way, and this is YouTube's fault again, rather than Games Workshop's fault. In a bizarre way, that actually becomes more important than the enjoyment of the actual recording the game, almost in a, yeah. in a bizarre sort of way. Um, if we were it, just playing, if, if, if we were just playing for ourselves, say, yeah. I don't know what we'd pick to play now. <laughs> well, we're kind of getting there, aren't we? Because we we are, we we've given up chasing numbers. We've given up trying to yeah. be big because we don't have to be. And frankly the effort that would be required is just way beyond anything we're interested in putting in so we're just going to do what we yeah. enjoy and now we are getting to the point where we're going to go well what are we going to play now then what do we do next because we'll we'll play a bit of underworlds if a new warband mm. comes out just to show it off because it's underworlds and we always used to do that but yeah what do we do we're we going to do board games are we going to do you know yeah, what, yeah what I think, are we I think do? actually, I, at the moment, I, I've almost, and I don't think this applies to you, but I think I've almost fallen out of love with miniatures games. Not out of love, that's the wrong, but I, I don't, I, I want to try a few different things just to vary, vary stuff up a little bit. I think that's a slightly different yeah. issue. Um, but I think it's interesting because we're not chasing views, yet behind the scenes we still have discussions about what we could play that might get views, if that yeah. makes sense. And we still. It does so do. Although does still play on to, our minds. Exactly. It's we like when we did Cascadia. It's like we we'll do Cas. Yeah. It's like we we'll do Cascadia, but we're probably not going to get many views out of it. It's like, well, yeah, it, okay, if we don't care about views, why, why, do, why even say that? It, 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 exactly. And I think you know we will we, we'll pick. You know we won't just play. I can't think of an example of something we could play that we really love that wouldn't get any views. Uh, but we, we, you know, I think so it's a, it's a really interesting one. That's kind of. I don't know, I suppose at the end of the day, you don't want to spend effort making a product that nobody's going to be interested in. I suppose it's true of any, no. any, any, any job. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, every time somebody says, oh, you should play this game, like Craig just said, oh, we should play more Mantic games. I'm like, yes, I, we should. We totally should. I, I always feel, feel for that. I, re I really want to, that's because I'm, I'm a pleaser. I, w I, want to, I want to please, <laughs> I want to please Craig. And he says more Lord of the Rings coverage. Yes, I would like to, I definitely want to do more, more, Lord, of the Re more Lord of the Rings coverage. Um, Seth Levine said Bladeborne campaign like, all these kind of things are options that are just bouncing around yeah. like, but which which one do we do <laughs> Craig now says uh, and has now logged off <laughs> shut his computer down and <laughs> changed, changed all his passwords uh, <laughs> so I just um, yeah it's interesting I, I did enjoy the Mantic games we played but I think I thought to, to, it's partly a quality issue quality issue I think to, to get to the point where I would be happy with the Mantic content we were making on a regular basis would require more effort than I wanted to put in to any one game not just Mantic game do you know what I mean because there's that as well isn't it if you want yeah. to become a, an expert in something you've got to you've, you've got to up the game you've got to play it a lot and I wasn't prepared to definitely uh, Mike Jones no really says sorry but I can't understand you guys it's also a little weird that a channel that has benefited so much from Warhammer would now attack it I mean we're not attacking it by any stretch I think we've always had a bit of a love-hate relationship with it there are certain aspects of what we like and certain aspects we don't like um, but I don't I wouldn't say we're we're attacking Warhammer um, in fact no, if I anything think I, I think we've probably been saying more in in its defense during this show than a lot of other people online yeah I mean we haven't um we yeah it's interesting I mean we, Underworlds is really where where our um, success if you like has come from 
Um, but even that's gone now, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody cares about our, our Underworld's content for the most part. There's a few people, I'm sure people watching or listening to this now will go, oh, I care about it. But it's like, yeah, 10 people does not a channel make. And so, you know, <laughs> we, we, you know we, we had to decide, make that decision at some point. But we've never, I mean, we've never really enjoyed Warhammer. For, for, uh, iOS, sorry. So um, Mike Jones has just said, if I say something, someone ruins everything, that's not complimentary. You kind of need to listen to everything we've said. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the title was deliberately a little bit... But it is a question mark. If you look, we say, does Warhammer ruin everything? And yeah. we've actually said during the show, no, we don't think it does. It's money. It's always money, John. It's uh, Mike, money, sorry. yes. It's always money. Uh, money yes. ruins everything. Our, our summary is actually GW... Is just doing what any company is going to do. They, they're, yeah. they're very successful, and actually, it's more YouTube and capitalism that ruins everything, yeah. well, it, not it, Warhammer. YouTube, YouTube are the biggest streaming serv- you know, video service in the world, and Games Workshop are the big, not quite the biggest games company, but the, yeah, let's arguably say they're the biggest tabletop games company in the world. And those two things mean that they have a big slice of the pie, and they get to dictate what's in that pie and, and how often we eat it, almost. I, I think so. I, I think GW, you, you, the size of them causes some problems, but it's not really GW's fault. It's just doing what GW does. It's just yeah. it's the biggest whale in the in the shark pond or something. <laughs> and as Sterling's just put in there as well that he thinks one of the reasons a lot of people stick to GW is because they they have so much diversity in the types of games they do, which is true. If you if you are just in the GW sphere. You, not only have you got Age of Sigmar and 40k, the big games out there, but you've got Blitz Bowl and Bladeboard and Water and Underworlds and Warcry and all that kind of stuff. It's there's so much that you could do. You could easily rattle around in the Games Workshop sphere for your entire hobby life and not be that phased by it. And if you did, that's absolutely fine. I'm not going to tell people, oh, you shouldn't play Games Workshop because they're they're rubbish because that's patently not true they're obviously not that rubbish because they're huge i don't think they're the best rules writers out there but a lot of people disagree with me on that one because they love the rules the way they're written um but if if that's what you want to do if all you want to play is gw and you're like i'm not interested in anything that's not gw that's your decision to make and i'm not gonna you know yeah i'm trying to convince people otherwise yeah i don't know where this analogy works i was just thinking about mcdonald's mcdonald's are huge yeah um and everybody uses them sometimes but nobody would want to eat there all the time. Exactly. Um, but they're, they're, not ruining, they're, just a they're not ruining food in the same way as Games Workshop aren't ruining games. <laughs> no. But if you did a video, if you wanted to do videos about fast food, you would cover things like KFC and Burger King and McDonald's and Subway because they're the giants. You're not going to talk very often about some little mum and pup shop well, up the road though, or something like that. Food. Food. I, I, I would almost disagree with you there. We're getting right off topic now. But um, I would almost disagree with you there because I think there's a huge following for people who love food and want to know weird and wonderful places to eat food. And they would, you know, they'd be really interested. Like food blogs and things are really popular. But if you, if you try to do that with um, Warhammer or role-playing games, I think you, unless you were known to be an absolute expert, I think you'd get almost zero coverage or yeah, follow, followership yeah and uh, another thing that's a, actually that's a beautiful uh, quote from Deadheads I'm going to put that on a t-shirt the bigger the sphere the greater the gravity generated smaller moons will be there people just need to look up for that it's very true, yeah, um, very true. 
Well, McDonald's not ruining food. That's subjective, says VJ. Before. I mean, they. I mean, their specific mean food that they give you. Yeah, that's ruined. Yeah, but they're not yeah, the burger that you buy from McDonald's is 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 pretty shite. But you know what? Sometimes they just they just do the job that you need to do at the time. But they don't ruin burgers. I'm no. sure if you decide you go to somewhere else, you're going to get a very nice burger from lots of other places. But GW yeah. just do their thing. So I like this food slash GW collaboration battle from a crag. <laughs> And I do think that, I know we haven't got very long left, but I just want to touch on a point that I think Games Workshop seem to, in, to to create this, and you get it in a lot of other spheres as well, there's there's a frothing at the gills sort of fandom about them, that people love them, people hate them, people love to hate them. It's a bit like iPhones and Androids. It's funny how people can be so ambivalent about world hunger and war and famine and death, but if you tell someone, oh, I, I only use Android phones, someone's going to call you a fucker and try and punch you in the face because you don't play, you don't have an Apple phone or whatever. Pete, it's like now I've got, I've got to reset the podcast t- thing to a different, <laughs> different rating now. It's it's we did so well. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's like people care so much about something that does not matter at all. It's like if you don't like Games Workshop. Don't play with it. Just do something else. No one cares. But if you mention online, I only play Games Workshop games, suddenly that makes you worse than a pedophile to some people because they're like, oh, how can you like Games Workshop? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, or, but also vice versa. If you dare say that you don't like it, so, 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 you get, get pilloried too. Or if you yeah, say you like I, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's either way. I, but I I mean I think anybody who's just going to form a single point of view on something, I hate GW and everything they do, or I love GW and everything they do. Either end of the spectrum, I think it's a bit of a circle. You come around to the same point. You're an arsehole either way. You need you know there's nothing's black and white. You, you, people don't hate everything about something. There there are aspects unless they've just decided I'm going to dislike them because they're who they are. In which case. Why are you taking that kind of point of view on something that really doesn't matter? Absolutely. We've got a, a philosophical discussion going off in the comments. <laughs> Mike Jones, no, really says, some of us only play GW because that's all that's available in our area and that only plays certain games. We don't even have a shop. Yeah, and we, we did mention that earlier that sometimes it's easier to go with the thing that you know you're going to at least be able to find opponents with and be able to play games than that. Yeah niche yeah. game which has like two people who play it in the world if games workshops the only place to eat in town then you go there i meant to say mcdonald's then but you know that's that's, that's that's the place that you that's the only place you can go to get get what you need then you've got to go there whether whether you, whether you like it or whether there is something better there's no point in having the best game in the world if you've got nobody to play it with exactly and and if you have produced the best game in the world but you can only buy it in australia or you know wherever then and it costs very happy yeah, exactly. But you know, if if you if you produce something and nobody can get hold of it, you may as well not bother producing it at all. It's why companies like Games Workshop and Amazon and Google have become so rich because they can make it so easy to get their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think exactly. Amazon Amazon did a massive job at taking out a lot of video piracy just because so many people found it so much easier just to go onto Amazon on their you know on their box and just go, I'll buy this film. I'm going to type in my code, I can watch the film now, rather than I'm going to try and find a video to download, make sure I've got a decent version of it that's not got dodgy subtitles or some shot at the back of the cinema thing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you just make it easy to buy and you're going to be the most popular. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely. So look forward to downloading your miniatures. Oh no, hang on. Um, uh, 3D printing, that's another uh, conversation for another evening. So I think in summary, then, uh, what, what it means for us is, I mean, we're in a fortunate position that we don't rely on our, uh, or our for our income, for our livelihoods, and we can kind of play wherever we want. And that's yep. really what we've been saying for the last few weeks and months, that we are going to play, um, we are going to play um, what we feel like, and that will probably be... Yeah all sorts of different games chopping and changing getting distracted by whatever new shiny stuff is uh, I mean, the Gaze, Gaze Workshop marketing department is brilliant for that whenever they announce something new I'm always like oh that looks really good even though I know probably I won't uh, f- fully enjoy it or be able to commit to it um, but yeah so I don't think Gaze Workshop are really in the hobby I think there are like all the all the things there are elements that I don't like um, and there are elements that I do like and you know, they're the biggest fish in the pond, and as somebody said, they their gravitational pull is massive, uh, combined with the gravitational pull and the YouTube algorithm, and smaller things don't have a chance. But I don't think there's very much we can do about it. No, there's there's not. I mean, VJ Morph has put a thing saying, paint up, you know, be the the anvel- evangelical hobby pioneer amongst your friends and you know paint up two small forces and teach people to play the new games if you don't evangelize nothing changes yeah but i can't be asked with that if i if i go oh it's a really great game do you want to play it and everyone goes no i want to play warhammer then i'm just going oh, fine i'll play warhammer then because what's the point in trying to fight with people if people want to try it great but i'm not going to sit there arguing with people all day no you have to bear in mind that i pretty much only play with my pete and my kids so yeah, so uh, yeah, and they won't play Warhammer or any other miniatures games. Yeah, if if you want to do that kind of thing, that's great. Then yeah, be the change you want to see in the world. Try and get people to do other stuff, but at the same time, YouTube don't care about that. YouTube care about the numbers, and the numbers are firmly pointing towards Games Workshop. So yeah. if you want to produce YouTube content for gaming, it's going to have to be Games Workshop centric if you want to make well, money. I like to think that once we've got them painted up, we will be able to persuade people to play Moonstone. And I, I like to think we we can start to get a bit of a Moonstone community going. Uh, but we do need to we do need to play it again in order to do that. <laughs> See, I, I'm hearing Moonstone, but I'm thinking Underworlds. <laughs> I think whatever we do, we're just going to have to be just do what we want, and that's yeah, it. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I'm just thinking about the um, Lion Rampant Warband I want to make. <laughs> well that's the thing I think I think maybe we should do our comparison video that we were talking about we should try some different like yeah. Oathmark John's talked about he's doing that with Oathmark um, VJ says there are other channels doing well now not covering GW I mean well is kind of debatable if you compare them to the channels who cover Games Workshop I think you'll find the numbers are probably still very skewed but you know that's that's a maths game yeah I mean, it's not. It, yes, it, oh, uh, and there are always exceptions as well. Um, yeah. But in, in summary, Games Workshop are not ruining everything. So, Mark Jones, I'm sorry if we gave that impression that we thought they were ruining everything. They're not ruining everything. No. They're just ruining it's not Games life. Workshop. It's oh, no. capitalism and YouTube and the algorithms. Yeah, yeah. But capitalism. Life. Yeah. That's the same in everything. And there's not much that any of us can do much about it. Just get on with your own life and enjoy what you're doing just always have a GW Mini in your thumbnail yeah that pretty much pretty much wins <laughs> um, yeah or just mention I think you just have to mention Warhammer in some way I think we, every time we do something like Oathbark or you know if we decide to do um, I can't remember the Lion thingy game that you were talking about just now 
the ramparts uh, Ryan Rampart, or whatever it is. Yeah, Ryan Rampart. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I, because um, Blackjack talked about that in his video where you know you you, you don't really want to compare it to Warhammer, but if you do it, you know you'll get better hits. Yeah. And it's yeah. um, it's really, I know, and I kind of know what he means. You do feel a bit dirty doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, not as dirty as the messages you've just deleted, Pete. Um, Disgusting, filthy. I'm certainly not going to go and visit those websites and check them out. Check out how you know, how they manage to keep leave comments on your on your site. <laughs> <laughs> so it's eleven o'clock, so people. Um, thank you for listening. To I to hope bed. that was interesting and enjoyable and what have you. Um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating subject, I think. Um, so um, yeah, we'll just we'll we'll. We'll go. I'm sure. Hopefully, we get some comments uh, after the fact when we upload it, and you know, we'll continue to try and play as many different games as we can, um, and just and just enjoy enjoy what we're doing. I think that's the main thing. I've just really enjoyed what we've been doing lately. So that's that, yeah. that's kind of the main thing, isn't it? Because kind of I think the li- the live streaming takes a lot of the pressure off because we don't have to worry about there's no faffing around with editing afterwards so we haven't got to waste time on that if we do a video and no one cares about it well it doesn't matter we've done the video it's gone it's passed we don't have to yeah, you sure. know it's not like sitting there for hours and hours afterwards editing a video I'm sitting there thinking three people are going to watch this yeah. what's the point point? and it weirdly because we you know I have this analysis paralysis problem which I still do have on the live stream but I, it, it has taken the stress out of it more I think because it doesn't matter if I if I don't play the right thing then it's too late. <laughs> I haven't played the yeah, right thing. Whereas in theory, if we're playing a game, I you, you could edit it to not, you know, not yeah. make me look like an idiot, kind of thing. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, very yeah. strange. Um, there we go. VJ oh. says that the live streams and seeing us switching it up as rekindles interest in following the channel. Well, that's good. Thank you very much, VJ Morph. Uh, and Alt Tim says, yeah, "Well, he's happy for ten people to watch his videos." I know what you mean, Alt Tim. It's just yeah. uh, you know sometimes you just don't want somebody Because you wants. haven't you haven't been around on the on the uh, chat so much, so I didn't know you were still still making them. If you are, do chuck links on on the Discord so we can see them. Yes, definitely, yeah, definitely check them on the Discord. And yeah. don't forget about our Agents Con Twenty Two. Agents Con. Yes, looking forward to that. September twenty fourth. Tickets are available via Will and Games now. Or if you if you if in doubt, chuck us a message on Facebook and we'll we'll point you in the right direction. Uh, but yes, yeah. thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thank you um, uh, everybody listening on the podcast. Um, I don't really know how you comment and send us things on podcast to tell us because I'm not. I don't Just go to, but go, go, go to Facebook. Go to Facebook and, and comment on there. We're always around. Or tweet on us and come and say hello. Tweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah, brilliant. All right then. Well. Oh. No, okay. See you all soon. Stay see safe. Soon. Um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks because Robin's going off to do some things. He's not going to be around for a week, so uh, no, be on four nights' time. We'll catch up again. We'll be back. So, from a podcast perspective, it won't change. And from the live stream perspective, it won't change. Yet. Yes, no, and don't forget, tomorrow night, anybody no. who's around, we will be playing Underworlds. Yes, we will be playing Underworlds tomorrow from around nine ish. John says he's won every solo game he's played so far. Well done, John. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also lost every solo game as well. <laughs> or oh, has he? Oh. So stay safe, everyone. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. We'd like to put a special thank you out there to all our Patreon supporters for making this possible. If you do want to help support us further, please check us out on Patreon. All money plays go straight back into making more of this content. 
Also, don't forget you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find links in the show notes. We'll see you soon. Bye!